0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The T is back home! He just hammered that thing upstairs! The Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that shift. What a glove save made by Skinner! This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. This is the best power play that's ever been assembled in NHL history, and so
1: they have the stats to
0: back that eye test up. And Newton Hopkins is going to pick up point number 100. All right, two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. Love the show, listen to it every day. Pops out to Nurse, a shot, scores! We've got Connor McDavid rewriting history here. To McDavid. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630
1: chad. It's Brendan Escott with you this evening on Oilers Now. Start of a three-game road trip for the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night on 6.30, Chad, That one, it's a little early puck drop. We'll get to all of the details on this road trip that will take them through Chicago, Detroit, and Montreal before they return home for a couple of big games next week against Toronto. Made some headlines in their own right in the hockey world today. We have two hours to break it down together. That is going to be uh, a heavy, heavy topic when we talk about um, Frank Zeravali, Craig McTavish coming up. And William Nylander now factoring in to the salary cap at $11.5 million a year in Toronto. That's the news of the day in the NHL. Eight-year, $92 million extension. Actually, let's just go ahead and call that the day's top story. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling yeah so Nielander, essentially there was a lot of talk in the offseason about whether they were going to get him re-signed they didn't he bets on himself he's off to a tremendous start this year and the Leafs ultimately uh, pulled the trigger at an 11.5 million dollar AAV But as we know, that now puts them actually just north of $54 million for five hockey players. That's not a large number of um, members of the team relative to how the salary cap is going to go. Because it's not like it's jumping $10 million next year. It's jumping three. Can't wait to hear what Frank Saravalli has to say about that. It's 6.05, Daily Face-Offs. Frank Saravali for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. It is a MACT Monday for our friends at Contract Equipment. Craig McTavish joining us in 20, 25 minutes or so. And if you want to get in touch, and I'm curious your thoughts on what the most... Um, not trap game. I don't want you to think of it like that. But I suppose which of the next three teams presents the most challenge to the Edmonton Oilers? Chicago? Maybe with Connor Bedard in the lineup, but boy, are they ever lean. And the Phenom is sidelined right now, four to six weeks with a broken jaw. Then you look at Detroit. Lots of nice players there, but underperforming once again. And Montreal is somewhere that Edmonton laid an egg last season, <laughs> simply put. Uh, but obviously, they're not necessarily blowing it out of the park in the standings either. So 780 uh, 496 Let me know what you think. Are there any of these games that concern you? And the law of averages, you would think, is going to catch up with Edmonton at some point same way it did in the beginning of this season when they were losing in unimaginable fashions at frustrating at a frustrating pace um but it's flipped and now they're winning in a very similar vein Eight wins, followed by three losses, and now they're looking for another eight-game winning streak under Chris Knoblock. Lots of numbers to break down, but we have a hockey game that took place on Saturday that we should talk about as well. It was a lot of fun. That might have been the most entertaining one nothing, nothing-nothing hockey game through the first large portion of it that I've seen in a long time. It was end-to-end action kind of the traditional track meet that you love to see and there's just something about hockey night in canada not to over poeticize this but you love to see the canadian teams in even if it is the ottawa senators who i would suggest do have the smallest external fan base of the other canadian teams but nevertheless it's a Saturday night in downtown Edmonton. It was on the Oilers Radio Network. And Zach Hyman ended up stealing the show, as he has a couple times this season. Let's get to the Oilers Now audio vaults, brought to you by Direct Workwear. In these tight budget times, Direct Workwear is the superhero your wallet deserves. Huge selection, low prices. It was Jack Michaels with the call on the Oilers Radio Network.
0: Good evening everyone alongside Bob Stauffer. I'm Jack Michaels from our Legacy Heating and Cooling broadcast booth. Nugent Opkins back to Bouchard. Wrist shot score! Sanderson the giveaway, and Bouchard buries the power play goal that puts Edmonton on top. one nothing. That's his 10th. Bouchard, beautiful pass. Hyman a shot. Squeezes through Forsberg and Edmonton extends to a 2-0 lead. Forsberg a piece of it, and it tantalizingly rolled over the goal line and into the back of the net. And when you're having the kind of year, Hyman is, those go in for you. Number 23, 2 nothing. But an open man, and Skinner watched a shot sail wide from the right circle. Parker Kelly with a good look. Now Kachuk, hard net front drive, and it's poked in, and the Senators will see it waved off the board. And now Eckholm got the stick up high on Ridley Greg, and tension's about to boil over. After the coach's challenge video review, it was determined there was not goaltender interference. Yeah. We have a good goal. It's a good call. subtle wins it cleanly this time. Nugent Hopkins to Bouchard. McDavid loading up right. Circle in front. Get home. Hit-trick. Zach Hyman, his third of this season and the fourth of his career. And Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. 2.50 to play. Well, we saw that uh, exact power play formation happen twice against the Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs, Jack. And Zach Hyman, great deflection on the McDavid setup. And the Edmonton Oilers, Hyman, he's got the and The Oilers, more importantly, have a two-goal lead and they're two for three on the power play. And that'll be all. Edmonton, seven in a row. Chris Snobloch, the first coach in the history of the NHL to help put together two seven-game winning streaks within his first 25 games as an NHL head coach. His club closes it out 3-1 to one behind Skinner's 30 saves and Zach Hyman's third hat trick of the season.
1: Lots to sink our teeth into there. Let's try and slow this down. Stuart Skinner is goaltending at an incredible clip. And he's benefiting from play in front of him that I think helps the shots come from more consistent places. And in reality, he just looks like he's settled into the season. The way that he's moving, there's a calmness about him. And that's when we know he was at his best last year. 12-2-0 in his last 14 starts. It's not all a result of Skinner's play, but that's certainly a big part of it. And then you start to look at other things. Well, Knobloch's record since he's come to Edmonton is starting to shine, realistically. 17-6 and since taking over. But let's just dial it back to November 24th. Since then, the team is 15-3. and It's the best winning percentage in the NHL. They're scoring 4.22 goals per game. That's best in the NHL. So the scoring that... They were lacking in the beginning portion of the season that I think many of us looked at and said, at some point, this has to rebound to where we know this team can score. We know that there's these types of producers. Well, McDavid has hit another otherworldly pace. Zach Hyman is ready to set a new career high. Smash it, really. So some of these things are coming together. 15-3-0 since November 24th. In that time period they had the league's third best power play at 30.9 percent but they also have the league's fourth best penalty kill at 87.5 percent so something that was hampering this team in the beginning of the season even going back historically the penalty kill hasn't always been a strength but recently it certainly has been commitment to shot blocking goaltending has pardon me elevated as mentioned so there's layers to all of this but it's all resulting in victories they're looking for an 8 game winning streak again and if they pull it off they'll be at 21 15 and 1 that's not a bad record They're, they're, they're worth the record looks now like i figured they may have been able to will it back to by late february early march something along those lines so this means a lot and for a chance for them to go out against three weak teams chicago is 15th in the west detroit 10th in the east and montreal 13th in the east there's some points to be had here and as farmer ed has texted at 780-496-0063 there's nothing to worry about on this road trip i asked what worries you most farmer ed says i have no worries about this road trip they'll set that new team record for wins in montreal well let's hope because they didn't play very well, as mentioned last time they went to Montreal. But it's a different team. They don't really ever get too high or low. And good grief is that ever a hockey cliche. But if you listen to Chris Knobloch, if you pay attention to him, he really doesn't seem to ever differ at all. It's it's kind of unnerving in a sense. And the coach of the Oilers says it's helping them find different ways to win. I think a lot of it is... um Right now, uh, how well we're we're
2: playing offensively. Um, It's creating a ton of chances. Um, I think right now, definitely during this uh, winning streak, we're number one generating things. Uh, Defensively, yeah, we're good, but we can definitely be a lot better. And last night, there wasn't so much um, defensive breakdowns um, rather than just puck puck play and just making a bad decision with a pass. I know there was a couple cross-ice passes that got picked off and just stuff like that where we need to be a little more sharp. And it's never going to happen. We're never going to play a perfect game. There are going to be turnovers. That's what the game's about. But um, that's kind of what I saw last night.
1: Talked about some keys to maintaining the composure over a long stretch of time, did not block.
2: Well, one, uh, confidence. Confidence in your game and confidence that it doesn't matter what happens, you're going to persevere and get through it. Um, the other key is having your leaders um, leading and they're follow- or everyone follows by example. So, you know, if your leaders are getting excited and getting frustrated and angry, it spreads throughout the whole team. and. They've handled it really well, whatever has thrown our, been thrown in our direction. And um, we've been able to just um, handle those rocky uh, starts or times during the game. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's definitely what you want from a mature focus group.
1: We're going to call a quick time out here just to alert you that three minutes ago, the Philadelphia Flyers and Anaheim Ducks executed a trade. Jamie Drysdale, a lottery pick defenseman and a second round pick in this upcoming draft, are heading to Philadelphia in exchange for U.S. born forward, another lottery pick, Cutter Gauthier. It's kind of like a, what you would imagine a blockbuster in the future would look like, but it's happened before either player has established themselves as a true superstar. These are huge prospects. Frank Saravalli's is going to be all over this one, so stick around in the 6 o'clock hour right after the 6 o'clock news. We're going to bring you right up to the minute on this trade that came out of absolutely nowhere. Even Frank is tweeting out with the, huh? Emoji. Anyway, that's a sidebar, uh, but keep an eye on that one. That's an interesting sidebar. Back home in Edmonton, things are good. No need for a panic trade. Think think about that. Six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, if they had sort of pulled the trigger and, and blown the bullets that they do have to throw a bandaid on that situation, they've been able to claw right out of where they were without having to make a single trade. So now you can better allocate those assets. It's been really interesting and fortunate, I think, for Edmonton that that's gone the way it's gone, particularly the way that Calvin Pickard has helped alleviate so much of the pressure in the goaltending situation. I I would say that's been clutch. But back to Knobloch's demeanor. Vinny DeHarnay talking about how important that's been to the team in the last 23 games.
2: He's very uh, balanced. He's always even keel, and not uh, whether it's a a penalty, whether it's, a, it's a, you know, he's always on the same level. And I think that um, the team will show what the coach, right, what the, what the coach will show too. And uh, the fact that his emotions are always even keel, I think that helps us uh, stay positive and stay kind of neutral. Because uh, I know that in the past we've been uh, we've been pretty good at you know jumping on our on our horses and kind of get frustrated quick. And um, so I think that. Uh, so far he's done a very good job at uh at keeping us even
1: keel and just lastly on that point sometimes we've seen this team be stymied or frustrated or stonewalled by other teams or other teams goaltenders Knobloch says it doesn't really ruffle the feathers of this iteration of the oilers no there's not much chatter it's
2: just my if there is any chatter it's positive just uh, stay with it um play our game and don't cheat it um you know early earlier on i think there was a lot of frustration when things weren't going well or if we had a lead and we lost it um right now that's just all right let's just win our next shift and I don't think whatever's happened, whether it's been a bad call by an official or, you know, an unfortunate break or just a bad play on our part, whatever it is, we've been really even keel and just stuck with our game plan.
1: Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. It is Brendan Escott keeping you company as we start the week. Oilers in transit to Chicago. Bob will be back tomorrow as we drop the puck on this Oilers road trip. Blackhawks, the host, no Connor Bedard in the fold, and that's certainly a disappointment. But our coverage still kicks off at 3:30 uh, with Oilers now tomorrow afternoon puck drops at 6:30 from United Center. I think that's still what they call it. I'm going to look it up while we take a break here on Oilers now.
2: I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet.
1: Brendan Escott with you tonight. Into NHL today we go for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialists. Head to ElitePromomarketing.com. Canucks and Rangers underway at Madison Square Garden. They're tied at one, about seven minutes into that game. Flyers and Penguins in the battle for Pennsylvania. And the Penguins up a goal in Philly. Stars and Wild face off a little later on tonight, as do the Bruins and Avalanche in Denver. Now, the Flyers taking top spot in the (laughs) what is going on uh, department. As Cutter Gauthier not only has been traded to Anaheim, uh, but he also asked... be traded he said he did not want to be a part of the future of the flyers organization that's a pretty significant player to have lost considering i think he may have maybe saved for matt v mitchkoff he probably was their top prospect this is this is a lot more significant than would be philip broberg or raf lavois saying i i want out cutter Gauthier was a fifth overall pick coming back in this deal though is jamie drysdale who i think was a sixth overall pick once upon a time not that long ago might i add uh, an excellent pucks uh, moving skating defenseman the offensive type who should be able to quarterback a power play no problem moving forward don't forget Anaheim has a lot of defense prospects so they had some things to move around with if they so chose they send Drysdale and a second round pick in the 2025 NHL draft out to uh, to Philadelphia again Frank Saravalli is is the one who he didn't break this but he had the, the lead here with the Philadelphia Flyers tweets so he's coming up in about 35 minutes we'll talk to frank about that about the william nylander deal as well if you missed the top of the show eight year 92 million dollar contract extension for wild bill in toronto 11 and dollar cap hit full no movement clause bakersfield had the weekend off after a water main broke in san diego's rink it was an unbelievable mess. If you didn't see this on social media, so next weekend a home and home series with the San Jose Barracuda. Hopefully, all the equipment's dried out by then. Oil Kings uh, have wrapped up this seven-game road trip, and they lost the final two games, but they had a pretty good record relative to uh, to the competition level, which right through the BC and US divisions was pretty stiff. And they come out with four wins and seven attempts. Uh, Luke Pierce, head coach of the Oil Kings, going to swing by at 6.35 and tell us more about how that went. Golden Bears back in action as well. Canada West play resumed with two victories over Trinity Western at the Claire Drake this weekend. They are now 14-6. Uh, and six. They host uh, the Calgary Dinos. It's actually a home-and-home, home, so the Dinos host Friday and then the uh, the Bears at the Drake on Saturday. That's NHL today. This is Oilers now. We've got a global news weather trend. Traffic update with Randy Kilburn coming up. On the other side, it's MACT Monday. Craig McTavish for Conlon. No, not Conlon Motorsports. Oh, boy. I blew it, Kellen. I freaking blew it. He's brought to you by Contract Equipment. There we'll you go. The we will get you. This is Oilers Now.